Welcome back to our new season, Green Bites by Sustainable Asia. I'm Shermaine Lee, and I'm Bonnie Out. Green Bites is a weekly show that delivers our hand-picked news roundup on green stories in Asia that you should know about. Hi, listeners. How are you coping with the cold in Asia this month? We mentioned in a previous episode that our region is experiencing the chilliest winter in decades, but for China, it might become a rare phenomenon in the near future. A recent study from the University of Reading in the UK and the Chinese Academy of Sciences revealed that the temperatures in China are likely to jump drastically in the next 30 years. By 2050. Days and nights in both summers and winters will go up by two degrees Celsius. Different regions will see different levels of increase, with the biggest in southeast China, where Guangdong, Fujian, and Jiangxi provinces are located. And they also predicted that there will be eight more summer days, eleven more tropical nights across China, but six fewer ice days and fourteen fewer frost days by the mid twenty-first century. What's interesting is that the country's efforts in fighting against air pollution will make the inevitable impacts of climate change more obvious in the short term. Clearer skies and less reflective clouds will allow more sunlight to reach land, as less will be absorbed or reflected away. But researchers support the efforts for their long-term benefits. In this episode, we will also cover China's role in Bitcoin's increase in carbon emissions. The arrest of the founder of Fridays for Future India, South Korea's surprising study on the benefits of cutting down old trees, and K-pop's strong force in fighting against climate change. As bitcoins have become one of the hottest products for investors around the world, it is increasingly difficult to overlook the massive carbon emissions from bitcoin mining. The global power consumption of Bitcoin mining is now bigger than the total amount of electricity consumed in the Netherlands, according to a real-time tracker from the University of Cambridge. This means, if Bitcoin miners were a nation, it would be the top 30 countries in the world in terms of energy consumption. And to explain a little bit about the notorious carbon emissions, we first have to look at how Bitcoin mining works. So Bitcoin mining is the backbone of the currency's whole network, and can only be done by specialized computers that are huge and are usually located in warehouses. These computers reward miners new bitcoins every ten minutes, and as opposed to how the central bank issues paper banknotes, miners have no way to cheat the system, as the issuance rate is set in the code. As each bitcoin has trading value and can only be transacted in a secured network in blockchain on a computer, you can imagine how lots of computers are operating 24/7. It is estimated that the total electricity bitcoin mining consumes each year is nearly about Mexico's annual energy consumption. The figures were calculated based on real-time data over the past seven days. Perhaps your question is. If these specialized computers are powered by clean energy, it's not such a bad thing, right? But the reality is that nearly two thirds of Bitcoin mining occurs in China, which is still heavily relying on burning coal to generate power. It is estimated that one fifth of the world's total carbon emissions came from China, 
between 1990 and 2019, and 80% of those were from coal. Although China pledged at the end of last year to become a carbon-neutral nation by 2060, there's still a long way to go until the industry can be rid of its carbon footprint. A lot of the Bitcoin mining farms were located in Inner Mongolia for its cheap electricity, and China did clamp down on these farms in summer last year. But reports show that cryptocurrencies will still be sourcing low-priced coal power in China's Xinjiang, which houses one third of the world's Bitcoin production. And in India, a 22-year-old environmental activist named Dishi Davi was arrested for creating a guide that suggests a list of ways to support the ongoing farmers' protests, including social media campaigns and fiscal actions. The post was later retweeted by well-known environmental activist Greta Thunberg. Davi also reportedly condemned on social media the government's alleged violence towards protesters of a new law, which the government said could give farmers freedom to sell their produce outside regulated markets and aim to double their income. But instead, the law triggered a major backlash from the farmers, who said the legislation does not benefit them. As it doesn't guarantee the acquisition of produce at the minimum support price. To understand their plight, climate change is making India's agricultural sector very vulnerable, as high temperatures can reduce crop yields and can cause an increase in weed and pest. Not to mention, reduced rainfall can negatively affect the growth of rice and other crops such as wheat and maize. This was supported by a study in 2019. That assessed the climate change impacts on land productivity for major food and non-food grain crops in India. The report also said that the impact of climate change can create a food security threat to small and marginal farming households. Faced with such a threat, the law can pile up even more debts for the struggling farmers, as more than half of them are reportedly already in debt. Another study has shown that increased debts have predominantly driven farmers to suicide. The researcher estimated that about 16,000 farmers killed themselves each year, and at rates far above those of the general population. In South Korea, a local environmental group published a surprising study that said preserving trees isn't always the answer to combating climate change. Trees can absorb carbon best when they're 20 to 30 years old. But over two thirds of all forests in South Korea are currently between 31 to 50 years old, as they were mostly planted during the 1970s and 80s. This means if forests in the country can absorb carbon at 45.6 million metric tons in 2018, which is equivalent to less than a quarter of that generated from the aviation industry, the same old trees can only absorb about 60 million metric tons in 2050. Experts suggested that the country needs to cut them down and plant new ones to maintain its current carbon-absorbing capacity. So the National Institute of Forest Science said it plans to plant three billion trees by 2050 in order to capture 34 million tons of carbon. Another surprising force in South Korea is the immense global influence of K-pop on climate actions. If you are one of the fans of BTS or Blackpink, you are probably very familiar with the campaigns to make a difference for the climate. Global sensation band BTS has fan groups that have planted tens of thousands of trees in recent years in South Korea and all the way in the Philippines. 
They were also quick to raise funds to help communities hit by natural disasters. 16 K-pop groups around Indonesia raised 100,000 US dollars in only 10 days for victims of a 6.2 magnitude earthquake on the island of Sulawesi and severe flooding in the province of South Kalimantan in Borneo that happened in mid-January this year. The incident killed about 80 people and displaced over 30,000. In fact, it wasn't the first time they took actions against climate change in the country. They boosted an online campaign last year to highlight rapid deforestation in Papua by sharing the hashtag SavePapuanForest on social media, making it a trending topic on Twitter. Experts are saying that the diverse background of K-pop followers from North America to Asia are encouraging discussions of contemporary issues like climate change. It has been a trend in K-pop culture that fans would raise funds for special anniversaries such as celebrations of their favorite idols' birthdays. And they're now using the same channel to support these social and environmental campaigns, from planting trees to donating rice and promoting humanitarian efforts. And of course, it helps that their idols themselves are directly urging their fans to learn more about the issues. Girl band Blackpink released a video to their 60 million subscribers on YouTube to raise awareness ahead of the UN Climate Summit in November last year. That's all for this week's Green Bites. If you have any thoughts about the series or green topics that you want us to cover, don't hesitate to leave comments on our social media platforms with the hashtag ShareYourBite. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channels for more content and share our podcast with your friends and family. To find out more about us, visit our website sustainableasia.co and follow us on Twitter at SustainableAsia or Facebook SustainableAsiaCo.